and welcome to the January episode of the Corduroy Connect podcast, your one-stop shop for all Indiana FFA and agricultural news. We're excited to be bringing you stories from industry leaders, FFA members, and everything in between. I'm Nicholas Newman, the Indiana FFA State Secretary. And I'm Abby Stuckwish, the Indiana FFA State Southern Region Vice President. Join us today for the Quarterly Connect as we get a glimpse into the life of a few of our national FFA officers. With us today, we have the honor to speak with the national FFA president and our national FFA secretary. Would you guys like to introduce yourselves? My name is Cole Bearlocker. I'm currently serving as the national FFA president. I'm from the state of Washington, where I've lived basically my entire life, very rural town in, in the southeastern part of my state. And so like many rural towns, there's not a lot of things to do. Um, and so I found myself a lot of times just spending quality time on my grandparents' farm. My family, we live on a farm. Um, and so I get to hang out with the cows, the chickens, the goats. We have like a 12-year-old goat named Carl. He's a pygmy goat. He's ancient. I joke he's as round as he is tall, but we love Carl, so it's okay. But yeah, so that's me. Yeah, and I'm Jackson Sylvester. I am currently serving as the National FFA Secretary, and I reside from the state of Delaware. Uh, as early as I can remember, my agricultural preferences have been formed through the dairy production industry. Um, my dad grew up on a dairy farm, which led me to exhibit and show dairy cattle at the state fair every year, uh, but also have family on the eastern shore of Maryland who are still very much into production, dairy agriculture. Um, so that's where I found myself spending a lot of my summer vacations and school breaks throughout the year. And that's really where I began to fall in love with, with ag is definitely through the dairy industry. And that's really what led me to continue to pursue that to you know a degree in FFA. Some of my hobbies when I'm not out here being in serving as a national officer definitely consists of showing dairy cattle at the state fair. And I really have found to enjoy this new hobby of shooting sporting clays. I've started actually doing that on a competitive level and traveling up and down the Eastern shore, shooting sporting clays. So that's been the newfound hobby. That's really been consuming a lot of my time and honestly a little bit of my money too um, over the last year. So how did you start getting involved in FFA? Like what did your journey look like? I know for me personally, it was one of those things where I started within agriculture from a very young age exhibiting dairy cattle. And, you know, agriculture has been bred through me, but I think FFA is a little bit of that piece as well. But I'd served as a state officer for the state of Delaware in 89, 90 and 91. And through that, of course, it was always one of those things where I was going to join FFA in sixth grade as soon as I hit the middle school program back home. And that's where my journey really began. But I really didn't fall deeply in love for the organization or its missions until I was probably about a junior or senior in high school and looking towards state office and state office is where I really found myself diving into this organization and really realizing all the things that are possible through it um, and being really excited to live those out and serve the members of the organization. And I talked about my goat, Carl. Um, so I started showing Carl when I was like in third grade, like all my friends were showing like steers and sheep and hogs. And so I wanted to show an animal, but my mom knew I, I, I would be too sad to sell it. So she got me a pygmy goat to show. Um, but I remember like going to the fair and seeing the high schoolers in their blue jackets. I was like, I want one of those. Like those are so cool. Um, but I remember when I was in eighth grade, I went to a state convention for the first time in Washington to watch my older cousin, Luke. He was running for state office. And I remember walking into Beasley Coliseum in Pullman and seeing just a sea of blue quarter jackets. It felt like there was like a million people when all reality was only like probably 2000, but it felt like a lot of people. And it made me see this other side of FFA that I hadn't known existed before. Like that wasn't something I'd seen. And so getting to see that perspective, it really fueled my fire and my passion to 
want to join as a freshman, get that blue quarter jacket and then go and compete, not just showing livestock and participating in CDEs, but to learn more about being a leader. Um, I also have an uncle and an aunt who are both ag teachers and they have been a huge influence and role models for me. And so they've, they've also helped kind of navigate me through my experiences in FFA and have helped me build my love and my passion. So kind of like Jackson, it's a family thing for me as well. Going off a little bit of your background in FFA, what kind of led you to kind of this like summit point of like being a national officer? Like what led you to deciding to run for it? Like what was that decision point that really told you you wanted to do that? I remember like, like I said, growing up in such a small area where I like where I'm from in Washington and like seeing national officers and seeing state officers. It was always like, those are so cool positions, but I don't think I could ever do that or, or be qualified to do that. Um, but that kind of shifted during my junior year when, or my senior year, I guess, when I was compete, I competed at prepared at national convention and my semi-flight did not go how I wanted. I had a bobble, I messed up and like, didn't qualify for, for finals. And I just felt really upset and down on myself. Um, and I talked about my uncle Nate, who's like a big role model for me. And um, we were walking through the expo center. He pulled me aside and he said something along the lines of, you know, this doesn't define you. Like if you wanted to run for national office, there's no doubt in my mind, you could be up on that stage one day. And in that moment, it definitely felt like uh, he's probably, he's just saying that to make me feel better, but it also made me feel good. Like somebody was believing in me. So why shouldn't I believe in myself? And I think that's really where that seed starts of whatever success you want to experience in life, you know, having, surrounding yourself with those people who want to love and nurture you and, and see you grow. Like that's what for me made made run for national office more of a reality. It, it made me see myself in a way where maybe I can do this. Maybe I could put myself out there and be successful. That I think was really a big turning point for me. Um, I, of course, I ran for state office, which was an incredible opportunity and incredible experience. Um, and now here I am. And it all started with that one person believing in me. So and very similar to Cole, I, I have this analogy that I like to make where if you put everybody that I've ever met in my life into a blender and hit the power button, you get a Jackson smoothie. You know, I'm just I'm a mixture of all the people that have been in my life, good or bad. And and fortunately enough for me, there's been more good than there has been bad. And that's really what's drove me is I realized and I credit a lot of my a lot of my success in my path and everything that I've done so far to all those people in my life, to those people that have been in my corner, that have supported me. Um, and just really proven to me that I can do this, you know, that I can do anything that I set my mind to. But more importantly, it was those people that served an influence on me that made me realize that I wanted to serve that influence on other people. And realizing that this position, I think, and maybe I'm a little biased, there's no greater position in this world to go out and influence on such a wide span. And if I can just serve as one of those mentors to students from across the country to inspire them and tell them that, you know, there's absolutely nothing in this world that you cannot do. And, mm -hmm. and I promise I'm here in your corner to support you through it. Um, that is that is by far my dream. And I think that's really what drove me to national office was just like Cole, there was a little bit of a hesitation of, is this even, you know, feasible? Can I accomplish this? But realizing that, you know, maybe that little bit of a heartbreak that I may receive if I don't get it um, is very much worth the potential opportunity to go out and inspire and, and show that, you know, we can be unified and be a group of individuals that can conquer anything as long as we are supporting one another. Absolutely. So like once you guys did accomplish that, when you're at National Convention in Indiana in October, what were your thoughts when you heard your name called on stage? Not going to lie. Uh, you just gave me a little bit of goosebumps. I had goosebumps running down my spine as you said that. And I guess that really goes to show the, the power and what that moment meant to probably both of us. Realizing that it was it most definitely a dream come true. You know, it's something that for years I've attended national conventions and watched national officers up on that stage do their thing and had the opportunity to meet an abundance of state officers and just build these relationships 
But in that moment, it was great. You know, you heard your name called, you ran up on stage, and it was just all that you'd ever imagined. But in that moment, you also realized it was time to get to work, too. You know, I think, that, you know, the, once the confetti simmered down and finally it hit the stage and the floor, um, we realized that, you know, now it's our time to live out exactly what we spoke about through the process. You know, our passions, our morals, our goals, and what we want to do for the organization. And this was a great moment. Let's soak this in, but let's not get hung up in it because we have a lot of work that we're really passionate about getting done. And I definitely agree with what Jackson, Jackson said about the work. Because um, when you get backstage after like announcing, they're like, all right, they, they give you all the directions and like, you don't know what they're telling you. Like, what is life right now? Um, and I think that kind of explains how I felt like, I don't know. It just, it was the weirdest feeling I've ever felt like excitement, a little bit of panic, like, oh my gosh, I need to run somewhere. Um, but it was like one of the coolest feelings ever. And I don't know if there's really a word to explain what it is like, because it's like in that instant, it's almost like your life changes and just like one moment your life changes and you, you become a leader now. Like, I mean, you always are a leader, but you become a leader on such a bigger scale, right? Me and Jackson and, and our teammates were the, the voices of over 700,000 students. You guys were talking a little bit about work and um, everything that was going on. After hearing your name called and the, the work that kind of set in, what have you been up to so far? What has kind of been on your plate thus far? Um, so we've just been doing a lot of trainings. Uh, we finished our trainings back a couple weeks ago in January. And then, um, so that was like a speech training, a workshop training. We learned about managing team conflict, which was a really insightful training. We learned all about our personality traits. Yes, we did that training and that was really cool. And then we went to Washington, D.C. and um, met with some legislators there, some public officials, some supporters of National FFA, like the uh, National Cattlemen's Beef Association, the National uh, Association of Wheat Growers, which was both really great meetings. Yeah, so this this last three months, like Cole would mention, has been a lot of training. Um, and, it, and it's been an incredible time getting to be here in Indianapolis and really begin to you know, develop this connection mm -hmm. with the fellow teammates, but also with the National FFA staff. Uh, this past week, we've actually spent all week long at the Ag education in service, which was really, really insightful. State staff and ag teachers from across the country came into Indianapolis for a conference where we spent a lot of time learning about, you know, what is changing within ag education and FFA and the organizations that mm -hmm. surround it. So we spent a lot of time talking about National FFA's new strategic plan, um, the SAE for All initiative, and how we are going to be shifting the organization just a little bit here in the future to hopefully, you know, really dive into diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, so the last few days have been very, very insightful and very, very eye-opening, especially when you have the opportunity to hear that perspective from, you know, state staff from all over the country that run their individual associations just a little different, um, but with all that aligned mission as well. And so this last few weeks has been, been truly incredible, but I know for myself and the rest of the team, we're really looking forward to what the road has ahead. Uh, next week, we are actually going to be road tripping all through the state of Kentucky, doing what we call Experience Week, um, popping in and out of schools and delivering keynotes and workshops and things of that nature. Um, and then we are getting ready and geared up for FFA week, which I know all of us are super excited about. Um, and that's where, you know, we're each going to be uh, shipped out. They're kicking the birds out of the nest. Uh, we're leaving the FFA center and uh, we're finally going to be out on the road in front of members and the respective states that we've been assigned to. So I know the next few weeks have been really, are going to be really, really exciting, but the last few have been really great as well.
from what we've experienced so far, we've only been in member in front of members like two or three times. Getting to go into schools and chapters or like assemblies and and speak with students and connect with students like that to me just takes the cake. I'm a people person. I'm very extroverted, so to be around other people just it just fills my cup and makes me feel like ah oh, this is awesome. Um, but I think like the one like. Well, food, for example, is probably what I'm most excited for uh, because I think food is such a great way to connect people, you know? I'm going to Louisiana this year for their convention and I, I'm going to have to find somebody to take me to a crawfish boil. Like that is on my bucket list. I love Cajun food. Um, I'm going to Illinois for FFA week and they said they're going to take me to get horseshoes, which is like some type of Illinois Springfield like sandwich thing. I don't know. I'm very excited. So like the people, the food, the experiences, I'm looking forward to it all. Yeah, and very similar to what Cole said, I'm in a pretty similar boat. And I think that, you know, yes, the members are really exciting and all the things that we're going to have the opportunity to embark on and experience this year that's completely out of our realm or even something that we can picture right now. Um, definitely, you know, it drives us through the year. But I know for FFA week, one thing that's coming up pretty quick, I'm actually going to New Mexico and Arizona. And my very first event, I'm going to the uh, Navajo Reservation. And they're going to, and I'm going to spend time on the reservation with their members and their families. And at the end of the evening, they're going to prepare some native dishes. Um, And I'm really, really excited because that's something that is completely out of my realm and something that I'm really excited to just experience. But I think one thing that, you know, throughout this year, we're going to be doing lots of big events. You know, we're going to conventions and conferences and chapter visits and things like that. And, and those are really, really exciting. But I think for myself, I'm really excited for the moments that you just can't predict. You know, the moments that um, pop up in your calendar and you're like, I have no clue what this is, but something great is going to come from it. Um, Or maybe even just that stopping at that one chapter that just seems like it's going to be a normal day, giving your normal workshop. um, But you really develop a strong relationship or connection or or begin that role model experience with a member. And I think it's a lot of the big things that fuel us and that are really, really exciting, but also um, boils down to those really fine small moments as well that are going to make the year. I think that's all the questions that we have for you guys today. And thank you for joining us for Corduroy Connect. Um, We're very thankful to have you on today. And thank you to our listeners for tuning into the Corduroy Connect, where we continue to share the stories of the leaders that are shaping our futures. This has been Abby Steckwish. And Nicholas Newman. Indiana FFA, stay golden. 